Welcome back to another Before and Afters. Um, this is where we review movies before we go see them. We know not a whole lot about them. And then Very after little. we see it, we come back. And um, we review them again. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. That's exactly right. Um, our previous one was a little bit... Um, uh, off-brand? Off-brand, yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's a great way of putting it. Um, and I thought we were going to do that for a while, but actually we found something that's going to work out perfectly. Yes, because apparently with all this quarantine nonsense going on, people thought maybe we should start releasing movies that were recently in the cinema or haven't even made it to the cinema uh, on platforms that could be viewable from home. Everything is coming out on the stream servers, on the downloads, on the on the... On all the Twitter all the sphere. channels, all the channels, all the channels. Um, yeah. So um, this this movie's been in your list for a little bit. Do you want to introduce it? What are we going to watch? Why should I be excited? Ah, so yeah, this one we're going to watch. I saw it pop up like the other day, saying it was going to be available uh, to stream. Is the gentleman? The gentleman. The gentleman. Like it's been out. It was out at the cinemas just after Christmas. I'd like to say just before January, just before New Year's. Right. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see it because I was doing a bit of traveling at the time and I I did want to do a review for this one because it's uh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, Rock and Roller. The Guy Ritchie. The Guy Ritchie. And he's apparently going back to his gangster movie roots with this one. Which refers to what kind of movie? Uh, Like uh, Rock and Roller or... Right. Uh, snatch lock stock and two smoking barrels normally like incredibly comical silly cast of misfits bumbling their way through a, a plot involving some sort of illegal activities a bit of a gangster gangster movie kind of well it's not gangster i guess it's more like well it's the street yeah street, like they're, they're gangsters and there's some proper always some proper gangsters but the main character there's always a character that's more of a hustler at least right. in his other ones that they're not really they, they, they have to deal with the big gangs, but they're normally not 100% involved themselves, or they're like two-bit hustlers trying to make their way up the chain. Yeah, yes, yeah. so as and you said, misfits. Misfits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guy yeah. Ritchie. I actually didn't know it was a Guy Ritchie movie. Really? I only found out today because I had to prep the trailer for this for this show, and that's, that's, the, that's the most I actually know about the movie. Um, I mean, I've seen all most of Guy Ritchie's movies. Um I just can't really say that I, I, I did enjoy them. I just never really followed his career. Right. Well, I mean, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels is probably... It was in my top five, for sure. Favorite films of all time. Lockstock? Lockstock. I just love it. Like, the way the plot all comes together at one point. The way they bumble their way through the whole thing without even really knowing what they're doing. Like the, the banter they have, the characters. It's just... Every, I love it. The, the music, everything. Yeah. It's very well. Guy Ritchie's known for his style, right? Like it's oh, a very yeah. stylistic. Uh, it's very well, stylistic. Guy, it's like a Guy Ritchie movie. It is. It's the basically the one that his. It's his first. It's his first movie, as far as I'm aware. It's his Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Right. And it's that, his but, Reservoir Dogs, basically. And why are you saying he's going back to his original form? What is the? Why do you think that? Why is that the, the word in the street? I. Well, you know, like after he made Rock and Roller, he went on to do. Uh, what was the first one he did after that? That was like, was that the? Um, did he do like the like Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, so Sherlock Holmes, but I can't remember if he did anything in between. But once he did Sherlock Holmes, and it was like his big, like blockbuster film, and then he just started making those, like those, and then like King Arthur and a bunch of stuff oh, yeah. that just 
like to me it just didn't have this sort of heart that is other movies had i never really well i, I remember watching rock and roller i actually do not know what it's really about but uh, i think during that time i watched so many movies like right just kind of went over my head but um yeah sherlock holmes kind of never caught my attention i mean like i never was a big fan of those either like anything past like rock like rock and roll is good but oh, i like it but i think objectively lock stock and two smoking barrels and snatch are great films and i think he really sort of excelled in that sort of format like doing he does great character stuff like conversations and back and forth and all that and that witty the witty kind of the witty sort of yeah humor so like that like london street gangs gangsters that cockney accent kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah. okay so i'm just hoping for great quotes and like laughs and like all that sort of stuff what was the what, what was the vibe when it came out in the in the cinemas was it um I think I think it's one of those. I think it might be a bit of rock and roller where people who are fans of his and like that style of movie enjoyed it, but I don't think it really got crazy acclaim about like you know following uh, the 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 original ones. Like it's like one of those you know when a band releases an album and it's like oh well we're glad they're back, but it's not their early stuff type thing. Right, right, right. I think that might have been the vibe, but I haven't really even looked into it that much. Yeah. I just know that it came out without a hell of a lot of marketing. Well, I know you're you were talking about it. You're like, "Oh, we should watch this." And then we never really got the time to do it. But that's really the only stuff I've heard about it. So I'm just kind of curious if like yeah, just Well, I I never looked it up on on like, you know, Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes or anything to see what people were saying about it critics or anything so i don't know i kind of wanted to keep it pretty because i knew i was going to see it eventually and i kind of wanted to keep it reasonably fresh because i knew like i know that i enjoy his style i know enjoy those movies so i kind of didn't want to put too much like uh, pressure on it almost you know yeah put too much uh, anticipation on it so it has uh, matthew mcconaughey in there it does and um charlie something what's his name the guy from cunningham Cunningham. yeah the one yet is it cunningham from sins of anarchy i think so yeah so those are the two main guys and i don't oh and it's got um who's the notting hill follower the english used to hugh grant oh so he was in there yeah so i I think i saw like a still frame and it's like "Mm, that looks like a really scruffy looking hugh grant really because i saw it and i thought it was i I thought it was a, a scruffy looking gary oldman <laughs> i was like oh yes yeah, gary Oldman. Wow. sounds like gary oldman looks like gary oldman but it turns out it's hugh grant like not being posh being like the opposite of posh i is- think like you know what like i think hugh grant can, can become a really interesting actor i think if he chooses to be yeah. like i mean like obviously throughout his midlife he kind of picked a lot of the same kind of movies all the the um the rom- rom-coms yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and he was always the, the yeah but i think like i think he's got more in him that is more than just romantic comedies, basically. Right. Well, I'd, I'd love to see him do some proper acting. Well, it's in, maybe I mean, it's this movie. Maybe it is. Like, I think he's doing like a sort of Cockney gangster in this one. So that'll be fun to watch. That's I'm very just, different. Off-brand. Yeah. I mean, he's still English, <laughs> but he's the other side, the other side of the bridge. Yeah. Not the, not the fancy, the posh one, but mm. the... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, how has been, you know, like... Have you been watching anything else now that we've homebound and locked in and locked up and the whole world is in shutdown and, and 
you know like how how are you finding <laughs> I, I honestly have not watched a lot of tv or movies so you you, you feel like you're watching less than when, I've, I've been when watching you're less l- homebound yeah like i feel like i don't know if it's just because there's not i mean other than the tiger king we need to do a whole oh. we could do like go on a whole thing about that like that has just become the meme machine that's that's the only thing i really watched now i just watch memes about that i mean i think this year so far has been about two things it's been about COVID 19 and it's been a tiger king yeah um and between that that's everything that's going on the news is about those two things for me yeah, yeah same. and it's fucking it's my great. feed is either like i either see something pop up about a new statistic about like covid or i see like a something carol fucking basket <laughs> something joe exotic has said um so do you think he's gonna get pardoned i think that's the last news that i've heard that trump might pardon him i hope so i mean that would be so good for season two like honestly, I feel like if he gets a pardon from President Trump and then they become best mates or something, like Joe Exotic will be almost like the real life anti Forrest Gump. He's like Forrest Gump, but like <laughs> fucked up. You know, he just goes around the country just doing all this shit. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see a season two. I, I the last thing I heard is going to be an episode eight. Oh. So there's at least going to be one more episode oh, that kind of. It's ready. <laughs> you're ready for it. Yeah. That's all, yeah, but that's all I've been watching is like Tiger King, Tiger King memes, snowboarding videos, hurt myself inside a little bit. <laughs> it's like early cancellation of the snowboarding season. Yeah, I hadn't got it all out yet, so I just have to keep like getting it out that way. I know, got cut short early. Um, yeah, so Tiger King, we watched Onwards. That's true, yeah. Pixar's Onwards, it's out. It's cool. I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but like Pixar's just not what they used to be. Like, you know, it used to be you'd sit around and you'd be like, oh, Pixar's got a movie coming out. Like, that's the movie I'm waiting all year to see as far as animation goes. And now, like, when that one, when we were watching that, I was like, oh, is this DreamWorks? Like, I didn't even know. Right. Like, so, just, the design really looks like DreamWorks. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, it, like it, it used to be, I guess that's, like, I guess is more about how far we've come with visual effects or 3D than anything. Because it used to be whenever pixar released a movie you knew that it was just going to be like something that looked like made the other movies look old you know yeah. what i mean as far as visually like, it was always push, pushing the boundaries and, yeah in the sense of their technical achievements and the look and the visuals and yeah i mean i, th- I think you're right i think animation has plateaued in that kind of sense like you know like you don't have subsurface scattering you don't have you know like uh better animation tools or better shadowing tools or like they kind of you know, like the detail, you can increase the amount of detail that you put in there. You can, you know, put more grass in there or more effects. But right. well, they do have subsurface scattering. The, uh, well, what do you mean? They do, but there's not. Well, what is next? You know what I mean? And right, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. they've kind of plateaued in there. And, and then what I see with Pixar is that they kind of stuck with their style. Right. So their their visual style has kind of stayed the same. And to be fair, like all the other places just copied theirs. Yeah. <laughs> and true. So now, now, like, three D animation has a look. Yeah. I feel like it has a look in the Big same way eyes, that like anime, Japanese anime has a look. Like everything yeah. looks the same. Yeah. And there's in like 3D animation is kind of the same. It's like characters. Yeah. They're all like kind of these roundy faces and yeah. big eyes and like yeah. a bob, little boppy nose. And it's like, yeah. it's, exactly. it's, it's like, come on guys. It, it, and, and, but like, I felt like their storytelling in this movie was still very, very good. Oh, like, yeah. Or like very, very good. It was very entertaining. Very like, you know, it, had, it was a sweet story and everything was kind of, you know, g- good. But it is nothing, uh, you know, like and what you're starting to see is that like now that they've reached this plateau and like what they, you know, in their rendering and the quality of, of computer animation, 
now you start to see uh, what they did with uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So they're starting to like, you know, kind of like these Instagram filters, but fancy Instagram right, filters to kind of make it look... Yeah, exactly. Right. And you see that with... Um, they're releasing... Like, I think Sony's next movie has like another variant of okay. uh, what they did with um, with 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 Into the Spider-Verse, where they want to have like this really special look on these animation movies like that it look, look maybe hand-drawn or like a comic book like spider-verse or um so it seems that that's where they kind of everyone's kind of want, want a piece of that pie you know what i'm actually gonna go out on a limb and say as well like i feel like while this was still like onward was still a nice enough like nice story and it was like there's nothing wrong with it as far as the storytelling goes and like the whole the whole thing i feel like as opposed to previous titles, it was less impactful. Like, I, I don't Maybe it's just me now watching these movies older than I was when I watched the first, like, the earlier stuff. Mm. But I felt like movies like Toy Story and Finding Nemo and, and Wally and stuff were more impactful. I don't know. They had, like, yeah. more of a better... Like, not better, but they just had more of a message. Well, I felt like I think their last great movie to me was uh, Inside Out. Right. Where I thought it was such a clever story about how to portray the brain of a child or any human, really. Um, but there has been a fair share of really, you know, like not very exciting, like kind of like all like, the cars, yeah, all the car movies, like even stuff like Brave didn't really catch me. Um, and 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 even with I, I, I know what you're saying with Onward, it's like it just all feels a little bit safe, a little bit cookie you know, cookie cutter kind of, they, they, they seem to have figured out like their own cookie cutter shape. Was Brave Pixar? Yeah. Why did I think that was like a Disney studio one? Well, I mean, Pixar is. No, no, but they still like have a separate distinction. No, and it was like at the time that the big deal was the hair quality in the right, Sims and yeah. that was their, that was that movie's technological feat. But now we can do hair. Now we can do subsurface scattering. Now can, we can do like amazing effects. Um, yeah. And like, I guess Disney doesn't really try to push the envelope at all. Like, they just want to tell their right, like, but their like. So you know, I know they're the same fairy tales owned by Disney, but then you've got like Pixar, and then Disney Animation is still two separate. Like, it used, oh, I mean, right? it is, and it used to be, but I felt there used to be a bigger difference between right. Pixar and and Disney, probably because Disney was kind of struggling, right? And that was also the time where Disney kind of bought Pixar. And then a lot of the talent was brought over, like Bob Lazeter and at Catmull and stuff. Like they kind of went across the board looking at both studios and kind of run them, I assume, in similar ways, but still keeping the actual studio intact. And uh, and they focused on story. And, and what you see is like Disney is really focused on the, I it seems to me, really focused on the on the fairy tale side of, of animation movies uh, with Tangled and... Frozen, you're frozen, and the princess and the frog was that a movie and stuff? You know, like that that side of story and, and all the stuff that they used to do, like um, Bolt, which I actually really enjoyed. I, oh, I yeah. like that movie with the hamster. Yeah, <laughs> but like they're they're not doing those kind of stuff anymore. That seems to be more like, well, Pixar's doing this, we'll be doing that, and that's kind of how to differentiate. But Disney's quality is pretty good these days, and their storytelling is quite solid. But it all yeah. st starts to feel quite similar. You know what I mean? Like even even the character design kind of starts to look all quite similar. So, yeah, I mean, I mean the excite the exciting pushing the envelope vibe is kind of gone. Um, but I'm still happy to see that Pixar is still doing original movies or like at least new movies and not 
Just Cars 3, 4, 5, Toy Story 6, 7, and 8. Uh, although I'm sure we'll get another Toy Story. Yeah. But, um, I'm, yeah, I'm always happy to see what, what, what original story Pixar puts out next. But, yeah, I think the shiny part is kind of, we're kind of over that by now. But uh, I still thought it was a good story. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. Confused by the design it. as well a little bit. Like when I saw the trailer, it's like, oh, this looks like trolls or something. Yeah. So I thought I thought it was. I sorry. I thought it was Dreamworks. Yeah. Same. Same. Um, hey, our food is here. Um, it's getting cold because hey, we can watch the movies on a couch now. So we're just ordering food, watch a movie, come back. We gotta eat. Let still. you know what we think. Um, we gotta watch the trailer quickly. And then oh, we'll shit, give her. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> I forgot we even did that. The, I forgot our own format. I know, I know. Like our whole <laughs> format is in, in it. Yeah. Um, and then we'll give you our our stars, I guess. Yeah. A real quick, a real quick analysis of that trailer. Like, yeah. I want you to play a game with me, Ray. I don't want to play a game. Oh, please. No. I said play a game with me, Ray. Man. Right. Lovely. I want you to imagine a character. Your boss, Mickey Pearson. You're too smart to be blackmailing us, Fletcher. <laughs> Sweet Mary Jane is my vice. Your poison, on the other hand, is and always has been the destroyer of worlds. You're out of touch, and I would like you to consider an offer. I am not for sale. The plot begins to thicken. Now, I can't be specific about the heroes and zeros, but our protagonist is a hungry animal. There is a lot of money hanging in the balance. Our antagonist explodes on the scene like a millennial firework and has indirectly started a war. I think you need to see this, boss. That's the one of my followers. How do they find it? I'm making inquiries. His name is Fahok. It was spelled with a P-A, so it sounds like Fahok. Please! Sorry, Fahok. Kanda Fahok. Please! If you smell smoke, it's because there's a fire. So you're gonna have to stamp that out quickly. These people are gonna clean house, and you are part of that house. In the jungle, the only way a lion survived not by acting like a king, by being the king. Oh. Brilliant. I've been waiting so long to be where I'm going. Oh, it's really warming up now, isn't it? There's only one rule in this jungle. When the lion's hungry, he eats. associates had an accident so you killed someone no it was the gravity that killed him we need those phones well i mean it certainly has all the elements i want yeah it's got the little what like the one-liners if they if you smoke there's a fire and then the accent as well it's just like uh, i love it and then yeah it's got like zany characters and like real caricatures of themselves you know like the, the, the gangsters and in predicaments that they didn't want to get in and stuff like that so 
Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, Hugh Grant looked pretty cool. Yeah. I really liked his uh, character. Um, Matthew McConaughey just kind of looks like he's always, like, the character he's been recently playing. He's kind of going down the road of Johnny Depp, I feel. Right. Where he's kind of becoming, always playing that same character that he at one time was really good at. Yeah. Don't know. Well, he used to do that beforehand, and then he changed, and then he just started doing that one, right? Right, right. <laughs> used to be the rom-com lead, and then he right, changed Right, he had it. to change. You had to put yeah. the dramatic on um it looked very clean yeah is that is i didn't think that was his style i thought it was always like way more flashy camera moves kind of um, rough like film i reckon you'll see gritty like, it'll be edited like kind of the same way with like quick cuts like you know where you'll see like a little bit like edgar wright does in some like in some of his movies like like comic like key? yeah like a little bit like you see but i didn't feel that in the trailer at all well, I think it's just, I think he does a really tri- clever, like, use of, of cuts for things like that. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So. What do you think? I mean, I love this kind of movie. I'm going to give it four because I don't want to go, I like, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited, but I also have, like, my reservations about it reaching the peaks of those other ones. So, four is going to be my conservative estimate on this. Four. Yeah. Conservative, even. Yeah, I'm hoping to get, I'm hoping to watch it and uh, bump that up but i'm gonna stick with four for now i'm gonna say three i'm not a massive guy Ritchie fan uh it looked entertaining but i wasn't really pulled into the trailer that could just be the trailer's mistake or fault um but that also leaves me a lot of wiggle you know room, room to kind of get be be surprised or be disappointed i suppose wiggle 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 jiggle 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we're getting really fucking hungry. Yeah. We're going to watch the movie. We'll be back in a bit. Get in my belly. Shit. We we're back. back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Say, say that. Look at that jinx. We were like quarantined too oh, long I together. Know. We were like in sync. You know, last time we were here filming this podcast in here, um, Jay and Silent Bob. It was winter. I know, like that we could see our breath in the in this. I know. I've had so many comments about it. Oh, really? They're like, "Oh, did it's you a little bit cold in there?" <laughs> Do you film it in a meat freezer or something? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it looked a bit silly. The funny thing is that you don't really notice it um, so much when you're setting it up or when you're in here, and then you turn on the bright lights, right? And that just catches that, you know, warm air in the cold, cold room. So I definitely notice it sitting here. Like I could feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was cold as fuck. It was chilly. It was definitely fucking. Well, I mean, it's like winter, right? Right. But now it's like I can wear a t-shirt and it's all good. Well, I'm wearing a jacket, so yeah. But there's a style point. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Trying to cover my tell your titties. My, my <laughs> <laughs> Keep it modest. Keeping the hiding the nipples. Yeah, I think you should free them if you, if you want to. Free the nips. Yeah. Hashtag free Rick's nips. Who wants them out? <laughs> we should probably put a vote in or something where people can vote, like show nips, no nips. Yeah. Not that we're going to listen. <laughs> no, we're not going to listen, but like yeah. it would be nice to know how many of you would like to see Rick's nips. Yeah. Which would be actually kind of weird. It would be weird in a good way or a bad way. Well, imagine if there's like... people. Are, let, this- let's be honest. Like it will be probably a 250 thousand people want to see yeah exactly <laughs> and then it's just i feel kind of like obliged to 
Yeah, when there's that many people want to see your nips, who are you to say no to 250,000 people? Give it to the people. Give them what they want. They want your nips. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, shit. COVID. 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 (coughs) Luckily, it's fucking dangerous from here. I mean, for me, it probably, but not the rest of the world. Yeah. (laughs) If there's no episode next week. You know why? So... Hey, shit, we're back. We watched the movie. I do really like those um, those movies at home as you just like... Roll in, roll out? You can, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about it straight away. None of this like ride home in silence. <laughs> just not talk to each other. Yeah. Sometimes a day or two go by. <laughs> just, like, just like really... See each other at breakfast. Like don't make really eye contact. Really quiet. No making eye contact. See that? Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> oh, oh. How was your sleep? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> Keep it fresh. Um, tell me. Am I, four stars. Four stars. Am I starting with my star rating? Or am I going for what I thought? I'll start with the stars. Okay. Three. No, you had a four before. I did. Yeah. <laughs> did. It's now a three. That is, that's not a good thing. It's not entirely a good thing, no. Um, my takeaway from this is if you're a fan of Guy Ritchie films... You'll watch it and you'll enjoy bits of it, but it's not it's not his best work. I remember us doing a podcast where we basically said the exact same thing. Yeah? Jane Silent Bob. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of like a fan service film. Well, I mean, for me, well, should I get your your rating first <clears throat> and then we'll delve into what we actually thought? You gave it a three off the bat, I, didn't I, you? Yeah, I gave it a three. Um, I'm going to lower it a little bit, but I don't think I should lower, you know, like, it wasn't terrible so i'll give it a 2.8 um oh shit i only thought we went up in 0.5 is it 2.8 oh no, really no. Well, <laughs> no, no 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 i think that's good yeah <laughs> it's definitely not a 2.5 it's not it's not it's not that bad um 2.8 because it was definitely i was definitely a little bit let down yeah i was entertained but i did kind of lose you know attention kind of part ways through the movie hard to focus on it and I just kind of, I guess we can kind of summarize it as a, as like a, like a whodunit story. Yeah. Tell from. Well, it's a bit hindsight. of a is it a whodunit or what? Because it's like it's a few misdirects and stuff throughout, but none none of it really feels as cleverly laid out as some of his other films. Yeah. It, it, for me, there was a, for a bit disjointed. Like there were some characters and and things happening that didn't seem to really make too much sense. It wasn't like you know like movies like snatch where all the characters sort of come and like they come across each other for a reason and they're all like got their own agendas and they all like kind of those agendas kind of overlap and then and then you get like the the interaction from that this one here seemed to have like a pretty straightforward idea and then there was just like extra characters like uh that, that weren't really tied to the story they're also part of it and 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 scenes as well that that seemed a little bit that way like the colin farrell's character while i really liked him as a character and his little like gang of dudes seemed a little bit not really part of it like they seemed separate to the rest of the story you know and there was a few things like that so i felt and then some of the things that were happening i was like oh what's going on here type type thing and it was like a little bit messy i thought yeah i think the especially what you said at the start where it wasn't that you know it just wasn't that clever yeah and that's kind of like 
a, a, a very kind of sums up for me. And I think it also takes a very long time for this one to get started. Like there's a lot of talk at the beginning talking about his business and what it is and you know, like they, he's telling, he's set, he's laying their foundations. They even say at one point, he's like, "You're saying you're laying a lot of pipe, but you better run something through those soon." Because, and it really, felt, and I was really thinking when they said that it resonated with me because I thought, in his first couple, like Lockstock and Snatch, it, the the main story gets underway really quickly. Like in Lockstock, it's like, "Oh, we've just got enough money for like to get into this poker game, but we shouldn't probably plan it because this guy's a crook." And then they lose that money now they got to get back and that it's all on it's all on from there yep and in snatch is the same sort of thing right like they're like oh this gangster says your your fighter has to take a take a fool in the in the fight and you know he he does it and he gets knocked out by the the, the pike who had to replace him at the last minute that and that sets the chain off right yeah it's kind of yeah it, it, i mean like things happen pretty quick like the story gets underway pretty quick for the main characters and then it's all these overlapping stories and it's all, it all, it all feels very tight. Like it's all quite well oiled. Like you've got a lot of storylines overlapping each other at just the right times, but it's always quite interesting what you're following. And it doesn't really feel like scenes are just thrown in, which is what it felt like with this. Like, um, Colin, Fa- to me, Colin Farrell's like boxer boys kind of felt like they, we're just these guys that they were a convenient plot device. It's like we need the we need something to stop somebody. We'll just use them because they're like the unstoppable force or something. Kind of a bunch of fixers, basically. Yeah, they were. Like they just kind of say, like, "Oh, we somehow need to write the news guy out of the story." They just rock up outside his thing, <coughs> kidnap him, and make him fuck a pig. I'm like, how did any of that happen? You know? Yeah, it's conven- It's a bit too convenient and not like didn't feel very smartly written. That being said, I still enjoyed lots of it. There were funny bits. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, not so long ago, we watched this movie Knives Out. Right, yeah. And it's kind of like the same idea where it's like, something happened. Yeah. How how did it happen? And Hugh Grant's character was kind of like the vehicle to explain it to us. Right, he was kind of like the same as Daniel Craig's character was a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then there were definitely a few moments in 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 the movie early on where they put you kind of on the you know on, on, on your wrong right like it almost made him like he's a little bit of an unreliable narrator well no i mean like <clears throat> for us it seems like um matthew mcconaughey's character gets shot right and yeah, killed yeah, yeah very early in the movie spoilers and um and then it ends up not being the case and <clears throat> although it's not like i don't mind being fooled or tricked it's just like this was not really it's like not just like the, the only trick was not showing you right you know what i mean and um which i thought was kind of an obvious one too like the fact that it doesn't show you like the further along it gets i was like it must have been someone else that got shot because it just seemed so obvious that it was it seems so hey it's him at the start but they don't sh- actually show you anything and as it yep. goes along you're like well that seems like it's probably a mystery you know right like, why wouldn't why didn't they show me yeah <laughs> and then hugh, hugh grant's character obviously had a few convenient plot plot points that he missed yep. i think the most interesting part was that they were on to him right yeah i thought that was the most interesting twist at the end where it's just like uh, like you know for a long time you're like hi huh, he's figuring this all out even though right even though he's missing pieces or he's kind of like a funny man like he definitely has a point 
And uh, it's kind of clever how the, the guy, the Duke or the Lord or something, is kind of like doing all these things to lower the price. Um, but it's the most interesting twist was when they're actually on to him. Yeah. I thought so too. And that was, well, I guess that goes back to the whole thing being a little, like a little not as well tied up. Like the fact that a bunch of the bad guys that were after them were these Russian hitmen because the, his son got, the Russian's son got Yeah, that was kind of like I a, felt like it was conveniently, conveniently added at the end of the, yeah, like to just, kind of make one more twist. But it, it, it kind of had it like, to me, it felt a lot more meaningless than other movies twists because those characters mean nothing to me really it was like oh that was like a throwaway story i thought it was like barely a throwaway right, story right. point and then it comes back to mean something you're like oh but it would have been so much more if they were if you already if they were knew. always involved some in some way but um i mean yeah. they did slightly set it up in the at the at the time when they brought back the girl right they they kind of introduced that he was like this kid from a well-off family yeah well so i mean it was there but it was just it was just less i don't know like in the in other movie in his previous movies he's had like re- like lots of characters like a really big cast of characters that are all main kind of characters like in snatch you've got you've got um what's his name benicio del toro's is, is one of the main characters this is that ivan the terrible this russian guy is kind of a main character you got like um Obviously, uh, Brad Pitt's a main character, and uh, what's his name from the Transporter movies? Oh, um, the action dude. Yeah, his name's just gone up from my head at the moment. But he's there, he's like one of the main characters. So there's Bricktop, is this other like tough gangster, he's another main character. There's like all these, and then there's the Ari, the guy that the, um, like the american jewish guy who's like it, it comes over from america to buy this diamond so it's all like everyone's after this diamond there's all these like big players and they all sort of they they all have really interesting personalities almost like oceans 11 or something yeah where like, something like, like that there's like there's like these 11 characters and then also the opposite characters and so all together you got like 14 but they're all characters. they're yeah they're all interesting that's the thing and they all bring they all play something part. different and yeah. they all like feel into into like integral bleh, what's the word i'm looking for like integral yeah for, yeah exactly to the story right yeah. like they, they need to integral there we go. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> integral to the story because they they all seem like without one of them it would kind of fall apart whereas in this yeah. it kind of felt like you could remove big element like big pieces of the movie and it wouldn't really have made much of a difference yeah Tyrone as in, and then those guys and then Snatch Power out so good that's such a good movie yeah I do I did like um I, d- I did like Colin Farrell's character it's just that, yeah it's just that all it's all a, also it's also also a little bit too over the top kind of like silly yeah with that group of YouTubing you know like fighters and they they beat up places to put it on YouTube. And it's just all a little bit like really, it's just kind of it yeah. It didn't really like make a little bit dumb. Didn't really make sense to me. Like I, I like the idea that he he was like a box. He was a boxer and he owned a gym and he had like these kids off the street that he was trying to help. But I felt like it which was just they a bit, were but were doing all the shit behind his back. Well, yeah, and he seemed almost part of it as well. So I was, right. I was kind of like, is it? Well, I don't really. Is he sometimes his. using them? And then when they go off on their own, he's not happy about it. Or yeah, and at the end, it also seemed like. What was he? Because at the end, he shot like comes out and he shoots those guys, right? And I was like, right. oh, is he a gangster? Or is he not? Like, I, like, oh. I kind of liked him at the, at the at the idea if he was like a bo- like a boxer and he could fight. And he'd had a bit of a rough 
like you know he's, he kind of knew a little bit about the gangster stuff because he had a rough life but he wasn't really a gangster and then he's like suddenly a killer as well i was like well i don't know kind of yeah i mean me. you know I'm, I'm almost like those youtubing boxers you know that could almost be its own movie where it has a bit more sub, sub, substance to it yeah but just by itself it was just kind of like a comical almost like a over the top kind of thing and it just didn't really fit with the story. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan with of the track suits and the and the GoPros in their head. And, and a bit of a like, I, I, there was I, some old dudes, some young dudes. Like it was just a bunch of misfits, really. I, I wasn't really sure if we were, they were supposed to be like the likable characters or not, because to me they really weren't. Yeah, um, yeah, they were. The, they were kind of like dumb kids. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like the standout for me, I think, was Hugh Grant. Mm. Like his character was funny. Like, like, you know, the, like... He had a like, big part in it, too. He did. And, and it's, like, I enjoyed any of the scenes where he was, t- like, talking and he'd have, he'd have little silly cheeky things. Like, you know, when they he's trying to do the, the, the voices when they're, like, he's like, come over, sit over here. Like, read it <laughs> yeah. out. And then, like, the, he's like, oh, the translation's fucked. But, you, can get it. you know, it's, like, little silly things like that. Just. Yeah. That that was actually pretty good. And, um, and but, but against that, I would say that the Charlie... Dunham. Dunham, we got his name right now. Yeah. It, <laughs> Not cutting him. I actually didn't Jared like him. his character. He was just like a very bland, meh mm. person. And I guess that's kind of like the, the type that he was supposed to play, I, I imagine. But yeah, it wasn't very colorful at all. He was just like, I felt he felt out of place. Between, yeah. Especially between Hugh Grant's character and uh, Matthew McConaughey's character. He was kind of like bland. Yeah, I, I felt like he was supposed to be playing the straight man, right? I mean, like literally in this in this case, but you know, the straight man to the the funny man of Hugh Grant's character. But it was also like, yeah, he was not that interesting as a character. Yeah, yeah. Although, like, I, I think he could definitely play an interesting character. It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. It's probably like a, a, a choice by the director or whatever. I think so. Um, Hugh Grant, yeah, he, he was great. I think he it could even go further. Like I think he, if he was more over the top, it would have been even better. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can. I would never recommend. Like I wouldn't recommend this movie. Like Knives Out is like, yeah, it's fun. People should watch it. It's, um, you know, like it's it's a it's a it's a nice little whodunit. But it, it, in this movie, yeah, I wouldn't really say like I'll go see it. See, I'm well. I have to. As sadly say the same thing, like I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who wasn't already a fan of like Guy Ritchie films, like his right. early stuff. And even if you are, like you're not gonna, it's not gonna live up to the early movies, even remotely. But it has like brief moments of it, like you know, there's some some plot twists and some like backstabbing. But it's more about the like you know the some of the funny sayings that happen and, and things like that. It, it does have a little bit of that humor, that classic <coughs> humor that he did but as far as a movie goes like i i probably won't watch it again you know like i watch lock stock and snatch all the time and every time i watch it it's i enjoy it yeah but this this one is just like what do you think happened like do some of these directors just kind of lose their touch i mean i know that in the past we've we've talked about like give them unlimited resources and this is kind of what happens but when i look at a movie like this i don't see the unlimited resources as the problem because it, it, it wasn't that particularly big movie. Maybe and it's just, just like I, I mean, he know he knew how to do it in the past. Maybe well, I mean, he wrote both of those and he wrote this as well. Maybe just 
like he wrote those ones over a long time and he was a very passion projects and maybe this doesn't just wasn't as much you know like you know maybe he just doesn't have as many ideas as he did for that particular thing yeah like those, those the first was, well snatch has got a lot going on and i think but like Lockstock's are pretty simple at its heart but it's it's it just ties together really well with all the different the different moving parts like i reckon it was a little bit you know it's not like the idea is simple but the execution of it's a good bit like uh more complicated yeah but there was a lot of i don't know there's a lot of shit in here that didn't need to be as well like dialogue stuff like when when he goes and talks to the older chinese guy and he's like what's your vice and then he's I'm, and he's and it goes into this, right. this like sort of thing about Horse how racing. how he sells weed which is fine and the other guy sells like hard drugs which is not fine and he's a problem and i'm like it like as far as progressing any kind of storyline it didn't make any sense like it was pointless right like as far as like yeah. what it did for the story well I, I guess it kind of painted the picture that he was a heroin dealer but or a heroin supplier but more than that it didn't really do much for me right like but i they, already thought he was the bad guy like for, yeah you know it didn't need any more explanation but even then it's like they're both bad guys like you've already seen matthew mcconaughey has done bad things he's got blood on his <clears> hands right he's a gangster right and so like yeah sure he's not selling heroin but and we already knew that guy was a heroin dealer even if he we didn't they could have just said it we did like it was quite drawn out and I was oh like, i, I definitely missed this? that he was uh, uh what was his uh, something eyes uh dry 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 eyes dry eyes dry eyes um i i was i didn't know that he was dry eyes boss i mean it was it was it got clear really quickly yeah but yeah yeah and then obviously he got replaced like the scene after and it's like all right why did we just all watch this yeah if he didn't have a part in making a decision anyway right like I, i mean i felt like it was it was trying to set up a little bit maybe the fact that you know dry ice was like he was set up to do one thing and then he it all changed because he killed that guy and tried to like become more than like take more than his share right ambitious yeah but like it was just all so drawn out like but it was also unnecessary yeah exactly like did we really need another rivalry within another organization about a guy that went behind someone's back to make an offer right you know what I mean? Because that that's what it was all about. Like you went back behind my back making an offer to Matthew McConaughey to buy his business. Yeah. And you never told me. And it's like, do we really yeah. It's like an extra layer that maybe it wasn't necessary or Yeah. But yeah, so I mean like my final analysis on that movie is that I would say if you're a fan of the old work and you've been wanting a new one, because like every now and again a new guy tries to do something guy Richie like like I think um, Smoking Aces was an American attempt to right. do something that his, in his style. And I like a- that. I like that movie, but I see what you're saying. Like, and that that's, that that is definitely a thing. Like, you know, like he he is known for a certain style, and that got really popular because yeah, you know, some of his movies exploded. And it's yeah, it's going to be hard to kind of like mimic your own movie that's been mimicked right you know exactly. what i mean like like do your style while everyone else has been doing that style which is kind of surprising that like tarantino has been relatively untouched even though of course people try yeah and are inspired by tarantino stuff but like it seems like only tarantino can do tarantino kind of stuff it seems 
Yeah, I guess he, he's so inspired by everything else as well. Right. right. Like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's a big fanboy of a lot of things, but he's still very much like he's quite unique in his in his writing and how he picks what he, you know, what he's been influenced by. Yeah, I'm. I'm not the biggest Tarantino fan these days. Like I love like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. I right. love them. And, like I, I hate to sound like that guy is like only oh, like their early stuff. No, I mean like I get it. Like his there's the I I feel with me. With with me, Tarantino's kind of comes and goes. Like, yes, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs are by far my favorite of, of his work, of his whole um, uh, library, basically. But, like, I, I, I wasn't... I couldn't really finish uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. Um, but then I did really enjoy Hate Flight, for example. And um, what's the war movie? Um Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, I thought, was very clever, but you know, it was a bit of a mix for me. Yeah. But you see that a lot of people love, love that movie. Well, it's the same. Like for me, I wasn't a huge kill. I'm not a big fan of the Kill Bills. Mm, same. Like I, I guess I never really cared for those movies that it's inspired by. Right. You know, like so I didn't really was I wasn't really like over the world for the pop culture stuff. Yeah. Like I wasn't really into Inglorious Bastards that much either. Like it was fine for me, and then. Django Unchained wasn't into that much. Hateful Eight I really enjoyed, but I also felt like it was overindulgent in his own stuff. Like I felt yeah. like it dragged on a bit. Although I love, because like, I love his dialogue stuff, and he has lots yeah. of characters in a small Which is space that, talking. It's, well, that that I thought Hateful Eight was great for that, right? Yeah. Like it's just it's basically one location and a lot of conversation, and uh, and, and even though it, it was long and 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 drawn out, it, it was it is kind of what Tarantino tino does really well and it's just the interesting characters with interesting dialogue and sure you know like some of the stuff could have been left out but you know like it also creates atmosphere and and, and character and 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 that kind of stuff so i i was quite pleased with that one i I really enjoyed that one um for its simplicity alone but also yeah the, the classic tarantino vibes and the um yeah, in the yeah. script. Well, to circle it back to what, like, our original movie that we're talking about, though, like, yeah, I think I would like to see Garachi making more of these. I'm, I'm more interested in these types of movies than I am in, like, King Arthur's and... Yeah. And, and the Sherlock's. And was it, like, oh, I love Sherlock's. <laughs> like the Sherlock's. <laughs> the Sherlock's. Sherlock's. He can make a Sherlock stock and smoking barrels. Whoa. With, um, with Iron Man? With Iron Man, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I would like to see more of these. I just, I was a little bit disappointed with this one. I would like it yeah. to be, but still better than the, you'd rather have this than, yeah, I'd rather watch this than, uh, Sherlock sure. Holmes. Yeah. Um, I think on that note, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, like, share, you know it, you know the drill. We don't have to tell you what to do. Yeah. Just, just like, stay inside. Yeah. We'll tell you that. All right. All right. It's us. Peace. Peace. <laughs> oh, we did it again. <laughs> <laughs>